This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Episode number 998, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it. Based on an authoritative on commentary, authoritative source, commentary source, uh, such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary, the BKC, or Matthew Henry Commentary. This podcast, my beloved, podcast, is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. So the aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer. My humble prayer. It is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and the world would be awakened. Would be awakened. Today, my beloved, we're reading Malachi chapter four, verses five and six. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Dear friends, that was Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 through 6. Now here is the sense of it, here is the understanding of it, from the Bible knowledge commentary, of course, with the help of the Holy Ghost. God promised through Malachi that the prophet Elijah would come and minister before the day of the Lord. This is the only passage in the prophets that speaks of a future ministry for Elijah, if you will. Many commentators have linked this prophecy to 3.1, which speaks of a messenger who prepares the way for the Lord's coming. However, Matthew specifically states that John the Baptist was the messenger who prepared the way for the Lord. But should John the Baptist also be considered the fulfillment of the prophecy about Elijah? Before John the Baptist was born, an angel of the Lord predicted that he would minister in the spirit and power of Elijah. 
to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. This would seem to put together the two prophecies, Malachi 3.1 and 4.5-6, and to see John as fulfilling both of them. However, while he freely admitted that he was the one who prepared the way for the Lord, John expressly denied that he was Elijah. Even when Jesus called John the Elijah, who was to come, he conditioned that designation with the phrase, if you are willing to accept it. A solution to the problem seems to be offered in Matthew 17. After Elijah appeared with Christ in his transfiguration, the disciples asked about Elijah's future coming. Jesus speaking, apparently after John's death, affirmed that Elijah comes and will restore all things. This future expectation indicates that Malachi 4, 5-6 was not fulfilled in the ministry of John. Israel did not accept John the Baptist as the Elijah-like restorer of all things. So another Elijah-like forerunner is yet to come before the day of the Lord. However, Jesus went on to say Elijah has already come. And they did not recognize him and the disciples understood. He was talking about John the Baptist. The solution to all of this seems to be that through John did not, though John rather, did not fulfill Malachi 4, 5, and 6, for Elijah is yet to come. Elijah was a type of John in that there is a great deal of similarity between Elijah in 4, 5, through six, and the messenger, John the Baptist, in 3.1, it is difficult to determine whether the Elijah to come is Elijah himself, as possibly indicated in Matthew 17.11, or someone in the spirit and power of Elijah, as John was, so that Christ referred to him as simply Elijah. The latter seems preferable. The most likely New Testament reference to this future Elijah-like ministry is Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. It speaks of the two witnesses in the book of Revelation in the tribulation. Possibly the apostle John was expanding uh, the Elijah expectation into an Elijah-Elisha ministry as a result of the ministry of the two witnesses, many people will repent, thus uniting the hearts 
of fathers with, of fathers their, with children. their children. This repentance will mean this that they will not they experience God's judgment in the day of the Lord. The last words of the, the Old Testament, Testament Malachi's ominous anticipation of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. This event of judgment, a climatic event in history, was a major theme of the prophets. The force of the warnings and appeals in Malachi's book hinges as much on the certainty of this coming judgment as on the covenant-based offer of grace. The book of Revelation renders the same expectation of judgment and repentance at the end of the New Testament, but with greater details about the one who will return. Shall we pray? Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, I pray, Lord, and I thank you for your and holy word. You have it find a lodging place in our hearts and help us to remember it and to obey it and to share with others so that they can become born again themselves. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life and pray without ceasing to God about everything and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, Accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death to these beautiful bodies. Death to so many things before you die. Death to marriages. Death to relationships. Uh death to material things you will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin but ultimately you will die physically your body will be
put in a cold, dark grave. And that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. And you're ready to trust him as your Savior. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments. And so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, 
Please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how. In the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to repent of my sins past. And help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ. That he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Allow me to say to you. Dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back, and I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. And we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Until next time.